word that I want to speak a short while to you on is found in the ninth verse on the front page of your sheets. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Now the Apostle is writing to these Corinthians. He commends unto them. He says that they do abound in everything, in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, and in all diligence and their love uh, to them. And he wants them to abound in this grace as well. And the grace is that they be forward in helping those Christians that are in need. They were to supply the needs of the poor churches at Jerusalem. Now, with the church of God, there is the two sides, isn't there? There's the giving and there's the receiving. And it may be many of you through your lives have been giving and you've been helping others. But now it more is a time of actually receiving and helping and yet each in your small way and the way that you are able to in the home you're still able to walk in this way of supplying the needs of the people of God but remember there's two sides of it and sometimes in our life as is evident here we will be a giver and sometimes we will be a receiver and every giver needs a receiver so if you're thinking, well, I'm in the home, I can't help many people, I can't do much, I can't uh, use my money to help people, I can't use my strength, I can't sometimes even use my words, and yet think that uh, your needs now are the opportunity for others to be a giver. The other thing in this passage is that where we have first a willing mind in something first we have indicated that we are going to do something make sure that we actually do it and don't keep putting it off and very often we, we can do this and especially if we're in, increased in years you can put off putting your house in order put off uh, maybe giving power of attorney or uh, doing various things and keep putting it off until it is too late. So may this word again be in season, the verses uh, 11 and 12 as well. Now therefore perform the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which you have. So a reminder, if there are things amongst you that your families are wanting you to do, you should be doing, make sure you do them. It is to the Lord's honour and glory. Now our text gives a real incentive to do this. And there can be no greater incentive than actually the example of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. It is the uh, Lord Jesus that is set before us here in verse 9. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. May we always try to pattern 
of our Lord Jesus Christ. And notice those uh, passages in the Word of God of which our Lord is set forth as a forerunner and as one that shows us the way that we are to go. Well, in this passage then, uh, Paul, he speaks of the grace, knowing the grace of the Lord. And of course, it is this last, this epistle to uh, the Corinthians at the end of it, comes the, the, the benediction that we use at many or all of our services. Uh, he, he finishes the uh, epistle, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. So constantly is setting before us the grace of the Lord. And our text says, for ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, what then is the uh, teaching here? Uh, the passage is centering on grace. So what? what is grace? What is grace? How easy we can think that we know what something is and not really realize what it is. Favor is grace. Grace is the favor or blessing and kindness. And really, it is God choosing to bless us rather than to curse us as we deserve, as our sins deserve to be cursed. God chooses rather to bless us. Instead of cutting off Adam and Eve, He gave them the promise of the Savior. Instead of uh, sending uh, to hell and to just damnation, he sends forth his beloved Son and gives the gospel of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, a way of escape from the wrath to come. And that is, that is grace, it's kindness to those that are undeserving. And that flows through from salvation to everything in our lives. We deserve nothing at the Lord's hand. But the Lord gives kindness instead of what we deserve. And so I want to just think of uh, three points this afternoon and to note especially how much in this verse is, is very personal and real religion is a personal thing. The text begins, Ye know, and then for your sakes, and then that ye. So all the time we have it is emphasized, pointing to them, these Corinthians, and it's pointing to us as well. So the first thing is a personal knowledge of the grace of the Lord. Where do we get that personal knowledge? Well, when the Lord first begins with us, when he calls by grace, when he gives us eternal life, passes by and bids us live, we have become a personal recipient of that grace of God. We know because we have actually experienced it in our souls. The apostle knew it. He knew what it was on the Damascus road to go from uh, spiritual death to spiritual life, from a hater of the Lord to a lover of the Lord. He had received the grace of God then. 
And then later on, when he had the thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet him, he received it again. The Lord said, My grace is sufficient for thee. And you may find there in a home, you have been saved by grace, you have been converted, you have been born again, and now you have fresh trials, fresh difficulties, the trials of increasing infirmity, and you need more grace. And bless God, he, he says, he giveth more grace, and grace for grace. And so in a fresh way, like the apostle needed it for his thorn, you know what it is to have a personal knowledge of the grace of the Lord. And then, of course, we know it through the word of God. As the Lord uh, gives us a hearing ear, we read the word of God, we can read of the promises, we can read of his kindness, his faithfulness, his coming to this world, his obedience even unto death, the death of the cross. We can read of those blessings that flow through our Lord Jesus Christ and many, many examples of his kindness to the disciples, to the blind, the poor, the lame, the maimed, those that were had nothing, those that were in need, he supplied their needs, and especially the lamb for a burnt offering, as Abraham said, my God, uh, my son, he says to Isaac, my God will provide a lamb for a burnt offering. And the Lord Jesus Christ, as John the Baptist commenced his ministry, he, he declared and he pointed him out, the lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And so a personal knowledge. Dear friends, may this afternoon be a time of realisation. The Lord has given me a personal knowledge of the grace of our Lord. He has been kind to me. He hasn't dealt with me as my sins deserved. And he will still be gracious. A personal knowledge. Bless the Lord for it, if you and I have that, not only in word, but also in experience. The second thing is to have a personal knowledge that it was for our sakes that he became poor. Our Lord spoke of the glory that he had with the Father before the world was. He spoke of his riches there in glory. And yet he left his father, he came to this world, he became a man made under the law, made of a woman to redeem them that are under the law. And he condescended to be a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, to be despised and rejected of men. And yet in that obedience and his sufferings, his pain, uh, the hiding of a father's face, all that he endured and all that he went through, may we be able to trace that it was for our sakes. Our text says that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. Not just a general becoming poor, but for the sake of these Corinthians and for the sake of you in the pilgrim home and of me for every one of God's children it was for their sake 
The Lord said, If I be lifted up above the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. And to realize that it was for us that he suffered as he did. So again, this must be personal to view it was our sins that pierced him. It was what we had done that incurred the wrath of God upon him. Personal knowledge then that it was for our sakes he became poor. Have we looked upon all of the sufferings of our Lord and viewed that it was our sins that nailed him to the cross, our sins that pierced him. It was for our sake that he became poor. The third thing is a personal knowledge that it is through his poverty that we might be rich. That this is the channel, this is the way that the Lord makes his people rich. How are they rich? Not in gold and silver, but in bringing them from death to life, in bringing them to be in possession of the knowledge of God, the grace of God, the mystery of godliness, God manifest in the flesh, the secret of the Lord which is with them that fear him, rich to be a partaker with Christ in glory, to be his children, his people, his redeemed people, his inheritance, to be with him forever in heaven, to have an eternal weight of glory, a crown of glory that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last day. A personal knowledge that traces every blessing comes to us through Jesus' precious blood, that it is inseparable, that we don't just see things as just coming to us, but coming to us through his sufferings, through his death. This is why with the Lord's Supper, the Church of God is never to forget the sufferings and death of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is through him that these blessings flow, through his shed blood. So there are three thoughts to remain with you, I trust, for this Lord's Day a personal knowledge of the grace of our Lord through the word and in experience, a personal knowledge that it was for us that he became poor, and a personal knowledge that every blessing that comes to us, all the riches that we have as a Christian, as one of the Lord's people, comes to us through Christ becoming poor, through his sufferings and through his death.